This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are Bad Moms in Business. Today is not a heavy subject, but it's a very serious subject. So today we're going to talk about getting yourself checked out, doing the medical things that you need to do so you aren't sorry later. Yes. And we have a couple of personal stories thrown in here and stuff, but this is just your PSA to make the doctor's appointment, make the dermatologist appointment, make the dentist appointment, do all the things that you're supposed to do so you're not sorry. Absolutely. Um, Danielle, you, you, and I both have firsthand experience with this very recently. Yes. Like very, very recently. So why don't you tell your, your story? Okay. So I don't know if we discussed, I think we discussed it a little bit in Watson's birth story that I had to have surgery before Watson was born when we were trying to get pregnant and, um, Long story short, you know, when you are opened up during surgery, sometimes air gets trapped in certain places and then can travel throughout your body. So I had this air pocket um, that was extremely painful. It had sort of traveled up my back. It was towards my back and it rolled over my shoulder and it was oof, oof. It hurt so bad, but it settled right here in my upper chest and it was a bubble. It was there. You could see it because, you know, there's not a whole lot going on there. Whereas opposed to in my back, it was more like covered up by muscle because I got a strong back. But I definitely have no muscle in the upper portion of my body. Um, and it never went away. And here I am. I'm a, I'm a fairly educated woman. Okay. I know some medical things. I've been in the medical industry on and off throughout my, you know, adult life. And so I'm not completely dense when it comes to this stuff. And in my head, I was just like, it's my bubble. It's just my bubble. I don't know. It's just not going away. And it took an embarrassingly long time for me to realize maybe this isn't normal. Like anytime I would mention it to anybody, they're like, what? But I'm like, well, it's different because every surgery is different and it's fine. And so I was pregnant with jet at the time. And I mentioned it to my midwife and she was like, Oh, no, that that's no, we should get that checked out as soon as you're done being pregnant. So as soon as I was done being pregnant, I made a doctor's appointment when I felt comfortable and had to have an ultrasound done on it. And my first cat scan, my first CT scan, never had that done before. And I will even show it to you guys. This is my bubble. This is my bubble. It has not grown watching. You need to, cause you can, you can definitely see see it. It's there. Yeah. And it, I just don't ever think about it. It does not bother me. It literally feels like air under the skin. Like it's so, I know, I know. I probably just freaked everybody (laughs) out, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it does not hurt. It does not bother me. It's just there. And so I had it checked out and it turns out that it's a fat deposit or something. It's a lipoma is what they're calling it. Um, but I'm so incredibly thankful. Like, I feel like I got lucky. Mm-hmm. I let this go on for years, just thinking it was just air trapped in there, not realizing, Hey, 
that's not a thing. Eventually air would dissipate throughout your body. Um, I'm, I'm just very thankful that I got it taken care of and I cannot believe that it took me so long to do it. It is. And so now I'm going to have surgery on it, but I'm going to wait until I'm done breastfeeding. The size of it is pretty significant. So if you are just clean, I would highly encourage you to go to our YouTube channel. I mean, it is the size of a hand. Yeah. I, they gave me the dimensions. I don't remember what it is. Um, but it, you know, I don't even think about it because it's, you know, it's hard for me to like look down and see it. And I don't know. I just don't ever think about it at all. I think that's what a lot of people do with like moles, you know, it's always been a part of their body. So it's hard for us to see a change when it's something that we see and ignore because it's just been a part of our life forever. Listen, we see, we see the complexion here, right? We are about as fair as it gets. I am a freckly moly person and, um, I have not gone yet this year, but I have been making a better effort to go once a year and just get everything checked out. That's awesome. Good. Mm -hmm. Cause I've had other ones removed and stuff, but luckily nothing's ever come back anything, but my mom has had stuff. My aunt has had stuff. I've had friends that have had things removed that are cancerous. So it's just don't do it before it's too late. And you're looking back thinking, man, Mm -hmm. I wish. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Bridget, you have your own story. That's quite different from mine. Yeah. So I have this pain in my lower left pelvic region, I guess I've been calling it like abdomen, but it's not, it's lower than that. Um, and for the longest time I thought it was intestinal or I just, I, I didn't know. And it started right after I had Jace. Jace is nine and a half years old. So, um, think about that for a second. Almost a decade. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. And it would come and go. Um, and it would just be like a real dull ache. And I thought, oh, it must be, um, scar tissue from my C-section. Maybe I moved it the wrong way or exercised in a way that like triggered some sort of tear in the scar tissue, who knows, you know, but during the pandemic, I don't know if it's just because I actually had time to sit and listen to my body Mm -hmm. or if it was a coincidence, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But this pain became more intense than it had ever been, uh, more frequent than it had ever been, and really just bothersome. Um, My dad died from colon cancer. So of course I'm like, well, it's probably cancer. And I've let it go for, at that point, seven years. Um, Excuse me. So went to the doctor and I said, I've got this weird pain. I don't understand it. I did actually, I went to the ER, um, one night because it was so bad. And they said, oh, it's, um, you have diverticulosis. Diverticulitis is when you have the infection, but you don't have an active infection. And I said, then why am I in pain right now? And they said, "Hmm, I don't know. It's weird. And sent me on my way. Um, I went to my regular doctor. She said, well, it, it may be, um, digestive, put more fiber in your diet okay. Um, had a colonoscopy. Oh, it could be a gluten intolerance. You have IBS, stop eating gluten. Don't have caffeine. Um, went and saw a naturopath. She told me I had parasites. She told me it was uh, my pancreas. Come to find out 
after the, my last appointment with my primary care doctor, I said, I, I am in pain. I can't live like this anymore. There are no answers. I have changed my diet. Nothing works. You know, the whole thing. Um, I finally had an MRI this over this last weekend and I have a tumor in my abdomen. Um, my lower left quadrant is what it's called. It's nothing scary. It's very likely benign. Um, but it's butting up against muscle and that is what is causing me so much pain. So I am, I have another appointment later this week, by the time this airs, that appointment will be gone Mm -hmm. over, but, um, and I'll hopefully have some, some further answers, but I am going to ask for it to be surgically removed. So that's where we are. I think we're going to get into this a little bit in the next episode, but I'm so thankful that you kept pushing Mm -hmm. to find your reason, because I think so many people, and maybe even women specifically would just be like, okay, well, it's nothing. I'm making it up. I'm hallucinating it. it this is just something I have to live with. So <laughs> congratulations for powering through and figuring it out. Thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> and not, um, not for nothing. My mother-in-law is really the reason I finally made a- another appointment because she was driving me crazy and she would call me every single day. Good. I know. I know. You need somebody like that. Just I know pushing you to get it done. Yeah. She'd say, did you make your appointment yet? I'd say, no, not yet. If you don't make your appointment, I'm coming and taking you to the emergency room and we're not leaving until we have an answer. And like, yeah, okay. And then the next day, the same thing. And finally I was like, yes, I made an appointment. Leave me alone. I love that. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's no excuse, but every woman will understand when I say, we're busy. We're moms. It is really hard. If it's our child who is sick, there is no mountain. Oh. We'll not move to make the appointments. Mm-hmm. Make sure we get the research, get the answers that we're looking for good or bad, because at least you can do something for discomfort. We don't want to see our babies in pain, but for us, we just deal with it way too long and low man on the totem pole. There you go. And even I am probably the worst offender of the three of us about this. Yes. Checkups. You are yearly. What was the last time you were at the doctor? Um, when I was in the hospital, Yeah. (laughs) they gave me a real good workup. I looked pretty good. That's that's (laughs) That's with that being said, because of Bridget and Danielle, I am on a regular OB schedule for yearly exams. Like every woman should be. And I will confess they called me about three weeks ago because they had a reschedule. And I oh. eagerly called back. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We no can problem. Like, it's fine. Do the next week. I was like, oh, like, can't you bump it out a little more? She's like, I'll take you into July. Perfect. <laughs> but I mean, you have to admit now that you're on this regular schedule is going to the OB a big deal. Does it hurt? Is it painful? No, it's, I mean, it's just uncomfortable. It, it's just it's very uncomfortable and one of my least favorite things to do. But what I will I say is uncomfortable at all. I'm like, here you go. Have oh, it. no. Oh, oh I feel like, don't. well, wait, is it called a speculum? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When that like is being inserted, it feels like it is scraping the loving life out of my yoo-hoo. Do you Do you have a female OB? Yeah, that's what I was just about I to ask. Have a midwife. She's amazing. Amazing. 
I have a male Obi, and I swear to you, he is the gentlest. Oh, I did not expect that. Yeah, she is too. too. And like, I don't want to say she's not amazing because she is. Oh, I know. Let's remember, like, I couldn't have a vaginal birth. Like, so there's Mm -hmm. Amanda struggled. Amanda struggled Mm -hmm. with that department. So that could be. So for me, it is not a very pleasant experience, even though she's amazing and she could not make it more comfortable for me than what she possibly can. Um, but I walk out of there like a flipping boss though, because I'm like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I have to do it for 365 days. Yes. Everything's where That's it's right. supposed to be. Woo. <laughs> like, That's right. So that is where I encourage women to go get checked out because at the very least you can check a box and feel good for at least the next year. More, more mm-hmm. likely, especially with us aging mamas over here. Woo. That four O is real. Also do your, your, your breast exams when you're in the shower. Yes. Stay on, stay on top of it. You know, I will say my midwife, she's like, do you do your, you know, breast exams? And I said, I do. Like I just said, I don't really know what I always, what I'm doing, but I I do that. And she says, I promise you, you would know my patients are the ones who come to me with the concern. It's very rare that I'm the one who's actually finding it for the first time. Mm. So well done women. Keep it up. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I, to go back to my dad for a second, you know, he died of colon cancer. (sighs) He knew there was an issue and was too afraid to get a diagnosis or to have an embarrassing conversation, whatever it was that stopped Mm -hmm. him. And we'll never know, but he could be alive today. Had he immediately called the doctor and said, something's going on but he didn't. And he did not live a great six years after his diagnosis. I mean, the last two and a half, three years of his life were spent in bed, unable to move. Like, and I always wonder if he would have just called when he knew what, what would have been different. So don't let that be you. I mean, Mm -mm. don't let that be you. If regardless of how embarrassing the conversation may be, we all know that I'm a plus size person where I carry my weight is exactly where this tumor is. They have nothing to do with each other, but Mm-mm. it was embarrassing to have to say like, it's, it's under this pouch that I have now. And like, you know, you have to lift up my stomach so I can show you where it hurt. Like that was embarrassing. I didn't want to do that, but you have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And doctors have seen it all. There's no reason to be for sure. They are so desensitized mm-hmm. to anything that we feel uncomfortable about because they have seen it a thousand times plus over. They really, and, and truly, even if they haven't, they don't care. No, they really don't. They're in that profession for a reason. Absolutely. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. We are our own worst critics when it comes to everything. And we are always ones to put ourselves last and just, I don't think we realize how often that other people aren't judging us or looking at us for the things that we think that they are mm-hmm. totally different subject, but just wanted to throw that out there. An important note for sure. It's true. We're hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Good so, job, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I want to add one quick, like, I don't want to say this in a way that makes me look like I want to be sick, but there was a day that uh, Bridget and Danielle were both going for their procedures, (laughs) Mother's Day, and like, they really could be high-fiving. I was like, so help me God, if you guys are going at the same time, I'm going just to high-five you guys. (laughs) I didn't want the procedure, but I was a little jealous that they were going to be like, getting the procedure at the same day at the same location. It was just really interesting. Um, and quick side note, because I didn't follow this when we were chatting, fill me in on, you feel like you're peeing. <gasps> oh, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. It's so weird. So I've never had a CT scan before and they have to give you an IV. And when, so I had, I had, let me fra- rephrase this. I had a CT can scan with contrast. So they had to put the dye through me. And when they did that, it, they warned me up front. My doctor warned me, everybody warned me. And they said, it's going to feel like a very warm sensation that travels all the way down your body. It's going to feel like you peed. I promise you won't unless you actually try to. <laughs> but, I promise you won't unless you actually do. And then yeah. just what it is. <laughs> reassuring, (laughs) but it was so bizarre. That's exactly what it felt like. It only lasted for like maybe 30 seconds or so, but it literally felt like I was like, I'm peeing, I'm peeing. And I could feel myself just like tense up, like, nope, you're holding it in. You're holding it. Like, this is not me. I'm not doing this. And Bridget, you had the same experience when I went to the emergency room and they told me about the diverticulosis or whatever. Yeah. They said, it's going it, to, it's going to feel like you're peeing your pants. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I was like, oh, oh, and that's exactly what it feels like. It's it does so go away. It goes away fairly quickly. That is um, so interesting. Well, you know what? They gave me contrast for my MRI and it did not feel that way. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was interesting. interesting. Maybe it's a different Maybe. Type. I don't know. Very interesting. So if any of our listeners need to have that procedure done, know that in advance that you've been warned that you might feel like you're going to pee by the bad moms business. Yep. There you go. If you need some accountability on this and you need somebody to give you that push, we can be that push. For sure. Let us know. Get your stuff checked. Get it checked get it checked. And I just want to like, say like Bridget and Danielle were on me to get my stuff checked yet. Danielle was ignoring her bubble. (laughs) You know, yes, I was ignoring it, but also I thought it was something entirely different and it wasn't until I was like, "Mm, totally fair. (laughs) Maybe, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. So, you know, a little, a little naivety, (laughs) the importance of the conversation is real. Yes. Get checked ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, good talk. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm just thankful that I've had you guys through this too, because I was so nervous about that stupid MRI. I got to watch the little mermaid, um, while I was in there. So that's and, cool. Yeah. And honestly, just again, to reiterate, if it's embarrassing or the tests are going to be uncomfortable or, you don't want to hear a diagnosis or, or, or I can tell you, you would rather do all of those things than die a premature death over something that could have been fixed. And of course, not everything is going to be a death sentence, but you don't know unless you go get checked. If there is something wrong, you don't know. The more, you know, the further you'll go, literally. (laughs) <laughs> We're Dr. Seuss up here. <laughs> okay.
Okay. <laughs> Make your appointments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, we will see you next week where we'll take this just one step further. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're excited for that conversation too. So we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.